0: Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror!
1: (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. I'd like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to the show today. And as usual, I am joined by that usual gang of freaks, left to right across your radio dial uh, the hair metal hero Chris Tyler
2: where I come from we could call them Baldies
3: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> that's how we open sorry like, I had to do it
1: Yep, and we're rolling right there <laughs> to I my brother do that one. <laughs> Yeah, hope you got a backup I'm gonna roll right to my brother Mr. Jason jackanetti
3: she's a real carpenter dream flat as a board needs a screw <laughs>
1: And, of course, as always, we are joined by two true freaks OG, Mr. Chris Honeywell. Eat shit and live, Luke. No! <laughs> Why you gotta come at me like that, man? The line, the line I had was, These pecker peckerheads suck! How the hell did that get there? That was that was what I was
4: gonna go with. <laughs> my, my my backup was, good old mom is at it again. <laughs> <sighs>
1: oh my god, and if you can't tell from those quotes and actually in all seriousness you may actually be able to tell from those quotes if you've seen the movie we're talking about we are taking a look at the first in a new series for us and that is all the way back to 1983 with sleepaway camp and i know what you're saying oh you're going to be covering all the sleepaway camp movies no we are not doing that (laughs) this is a with this is something different that we've actually been talking about here behind the scenes at the vault for many years now going back in the into the days of hallowed antiquity to about 2002 when i started my uh, many times often mentioned and uh, still out there in an archive format somewhere although i don't recommend you go out there and find it because those sites are kind of shady uh, my old vault of horror website which i ran off of my Clemson account when I was a alumni. Well, i was still an alumni. When I was working at Clemson and had uh, web space uh, to launch it. And one of the first movies I covered was Sleepaway Camp because Sleepaway Camp to me represents a specific genre of movie. And uh, that I call the horror rack hanger on. And these are VHS horror movies that stayed on horror sh- horror shelves in in video rental places, both mom and primarily mom and pop, but also like early days of like blockbuster and stuff before it became just all new releases. But stayed on that horror rack for years. They hung on that horror rack tenaciously because their main selling point was usually a cool title and a great VHS box cover. And Sleepaway Camp is to me one of the defining. Horror rack hanger-ons, and that's what we're going to be looking at in the coming months here on uh, on the Vault. Now, one little bit of good housekeeping, little Jay, Littles want to say it for me? Some good housekeeping. that's right. Uh, on our last episode, where we talked about the Willies, now the Willies itself, sort of a proto version of a horror rack hanger-on, in that it was a VHS horror movie that I'm sure did hang on in some mom and pop vi- video shops for years. We did kind of mention. Uh, that uh, we were tasking Chris Honeywell with tracking down the director of that film to find out the deal about some things. We are now walking back from that statement, and uh, we do not recommend anyone seek out the director of the Willies because reasons.
4: I'm running back from that statement. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah. uh, Demanzacor's lawyers have advised us to make that statement, and we are in full compliance uh, with the Demanzacor legal uh, Department for once. Of Yes. Yeah. Uh, I am not. Yeah, not. Just don't. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Matter of fact, don't give any money to the movie. Just watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yes. There you go. But uh, but a movie that you can give some money to is Sleepaway Camp. Now, um, I first watched this. Actually, rented it from movies in Clemson, South Carolina as Ooh. an undergrad. But I had been aware of this movie for years and years because of the VHS box art now there are two main vhs releases for sleepaway camp the first was its original release from media home entertainment in 1984 and then video treasures um who everybody knows video treasures as a discount vhs brand released a near identical um uh, vhs tape a few years later in 1989 it's slightly different but it's essentially the same you probably know the sleepaway camp cover it features at the very top it's a letter a, a, a written in cursive on a piece of uh, notebook paper that says, dear mom and dad, I have been at sleepaway camp for almost three weeks now and I'm getting really scared. And the image has a knife stabbing through a tennis shoe with water coming up the tennis shoe and blood running down the knife. And then sleepaway camp is written like a camp sign in wood with blood dripping off of it. A nice place for a summer vacation. A perfect place to die and the back cover of sleep camp even continues the theme uh, on the media home entertainment release which is the one uh, like i said the main one that i'm looking at here at the top it says the camp's activity for today murder and then the <laughs> back murder and then the back uh, box is a letter written on loose leaf in ink and it's folded and and dinged up And it's great. It says, Dear Mom and Dad, you've got to get me out of here right away. There's a crazed killer on the loose, and kids are being scared to death, and a girl was brutally stabbed while taking a shower, and nobody is doing anything about it. Your peaceful place to meet girls has become, I love this, a slaughtering ground for a bloodthirsty murdering monster. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I hear someone coming up, and then the pen trails off, and there's blood splatter on the yes. this is a ah, yes. it's, it's like
4: a, it's this, basically like the nine inch nails version of hello mudda hello fada yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is a i i love this video cover this is one of my favorite horror movie vhs boxes of all time but this is what this is what sold this movie is this image and this great VHS cover. This is the definition of this concept of getting people to pick up your tape in the video shop. And, and even before that, selling that tape to the video shops at the upfronts months before where you say, well, look at this great art we've got. You know, th- this, mm-hmm. this movie, this is going to grab people. They're going to pick that up. They're going to look at the back. They're going to read this thing on a handwritten letter and they're going to rent it. And so the, that's what, that was how the, the VHS market worked, was on that sell-through to the renters who then turned around and rented these movies for years and years. And so that is why I, I picked this one as our first horror rack hanger on. So I've talked for quite a while. So I'll throw it out to you guys. When did you guys first watch Sleepaway Camp?
3: Real quick, before we get started, I just want to throw this out there. Luke mentioned that you know it hung on forever. Um, so the movie is kind of a cult favorite and stuff like that. It's actually made 30 times what was spent to make it. It's returned itself 30 times over for all the rentals and sales and everything else through, which is insane. Return yep. on your money. Yes. You know, kind of, that's yeah. like Blair Witch level. So, or, you know, kind of thing or Halloween original. So just want to throw it out there because that's that's Lucas talking about that. And it it definitely has made its money back. And then some.
4: so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I I first saw I think because of the hair metal hero I think we were just doofing around online one day or something and he told me it was on YouTube and I watched it and I I, I almost think you were waiting around for the ending because I I re- seem to remember go, <laughs> like after the ending like aming you and being just like holy shit that it was on YouTube but it was a It was a VHS version of it because I remember it was it was beat up the 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 first the first time I saw this it was beat up and and until I got to the end I was like all right this is a pretty grade Z slasher movie and then the end kicked it into into like why okay this is why I watched it I enjoyed (laughs) it a lot more the second time but yeah that was my origin. I uh, I watched it,
2: it must have been in high school, um, and I don't know where or when, I probably rented it, because we had a local video place that yep. he had all the horror rack hangers on. Um, so yeah, that's probably, because I used to, I would go in there every Saturday or every Friday and just rent like three movies, and so I got exposed to a lot of stuff. The kid behind the counter was about my age. So you would just be like, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" So yeah, so it was stacked up right there next to uh, like, "Happy Birthday to Me" and "Terror Train" and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So
1: stacking them up like cordwood. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this was um yeah they said this was when I first saw it on, on VHS as well and it it, it it works so well in that format because it is so greasy and slimy and sleazy. And that it almost, it almost needs to be, you know, I, I said, when I, I have the Anchor Bay, uh, box set, I don't have the, I don't have the first edition of the box set, which has the Red Cross logo on it. Oh, I do. Yeah, I know. I I know you do. I don't have that one where the Red Cross sent them a cease and desist letter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody fucks with the Red Cross.
1: So I just I now now I wanna say, Jay, does yours yours has the fourth disc in it also?
3: Yes it does.
1: Yeah, mine has the it fourth does. disc as well, but it just says it just says survival kit on it. Uh it's a wonderful box set that it looks like a camp survival kit, like a yeah. looks like a first aid box. Yeah,
3: mine but mine has, has a red cross it, on it. Yeah, I bought a, it the day it came out.
1: Yeah, well that <laughs> one that yeah, that one I was that no place in South Carolina was carrying it. So I had to order that one, I wanna say, through Amazon, and by the time they fulfilled it, they could not fulfill it with the Red Cross one anymore. So I ended up getting yeah. the the box. But it's the same box. I mean, obviously that Red Cross thing is just cool. But uh, so so this movie made for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars by um, you know, directed by Robert Hitzick, also written by Robert Hitzick. Uh, this <laughs> the only two films I, I Robert Hitzick actually went to. Yes, <laughs> and I can't be actually actually went to, the only films Robert Hitzick has directed are Sleepaway Camp and Return to Sleepaway Camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, is, which
3: is not the first sequel.
1: It is actually uh, it's, it's the fourth. It's the, well, technically the, it's the I mean, technically it's the sequel. fifth one. You know, technically it's the fifth one, but it's the only one that's a direct sequel. There, there's way too much, way too much inside baseball with the Sleepaway Camp movies and the really needs to be. Hang
3: on, let's just, just put it this way. So there are when you buy the box set, you get Sleepaway Camp, the second, the, the number two, three, and then you get uh, um, four, which was never released or whatever the heck it is, right? It's, it's only available there. Well, two, three, and four are not official releases. i not, excuse, not official sequels, excuse me, they're releases, right? So the only official sequel to Sleepaway Camp is Return to Sleepaway Camp made, like, forever and a half later. In so, you know, yeah. Well,
1: the yeah. thing is, is that the, you know, Hitzik didn't own the rights to any of the concepts any of the, the title or anything so um you know you, i think it was united film was well within their legal rights to make another sleepaway camp movie and, and with bring in different people and all, all that and uh and he does get a character's credit i want to say on sleepaway camp 2 campers which has uh, another great vhs box cover but that's for another day and um you know so so again but and so he he didn't even realize that sleepaway camp was this huge cult movie until oh, i didn't
3: realize
1: i never i never even realized until uh, until ironically until anchor bay contacted him to do a commentary for that box set yeah. and they said oh yeah he's like you're doing a box set of this movie they're like oh yeah and they're like well shit man i didn't i'll make a new one why not but <laughs> but anyway but but for those who don't know the story so uh, we start out with a prologue in uh 1975 and i'm gonna read this straight out of uh uh, straight out of Wikipedia because that's the only way to, to do this and have it really, um, uh, you know, not not get, like I said, too too in depth. There. 1975. John Baker and his partner Lenny take John's children, Angela and Peter, on a boating trip near Camp Aralwack. Angela and Peter prank their father by capsizing their boat. They attempt to swim to shore where Lenny is waiting for her, for them. However, Mariana, a counselor at the camp, recklessly strikes John and one of the children with her speedboat. Dolores, a water skier, screams for help. And then, eight years later, Angela lives with her eccentric aunt, Dr. Martha Thomas, who is bananas go crazy nuts. Oh, yeah. And Thomas <laughs> and her son, Ricky, Angela is sent to Camp Arawak for the first time, along with Ricky, who has attended the camp previously. Due to Angela's introverted nature, she is constantly ridiculed and bullied, mostly by her bunkmate, Judy, and their counselor, Meg. That's M-E-G. Meg. Meg. <laughs> That was one of my backup lines. <laughs> I mean, you know what's amazing is that uh, when, when I met in this movie back in high school, a guy that like, I'm friends of friends with like him and I know each other through other people. He's like, sleepaway camp. The first thing he said is my name is May. Meg. M E G. So uh, Angela's other counselor and the camp's head counselor do what they can to help. So that's the setup. And, so shit goes <laughs> down is, fast. That is the most movie. basic setup ever. Yeah. Yes, shit <laughs> goes down fast in this movie because that prologue is the first five minutes, and we got our, we got a, we got, you know, their dad dead in the water.
3: Child death uh, dad Child dead death. in the water.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then we get Aunt Martha. Martha. <laughs> Why'd you, Why say you say Martha? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I'm looking forward to the scene in Kong vs. Godzilla when they uh, they re- they stop fighting when they realize they both know someone named Mothra. But but I'm bump bump. You you were, say never, Mothra? Uh, you were never monster. Save Mothra. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know what the fuck is going on here with... Uh, I really don't.
4: With, I, uh, think they, Dethered, I think they got Dethered her, Dethered got her right off. playing it.
1: Aunt Martha, who apparently wandered in from a different movie. You
4: know? A yeah. John Waters movie.
3: That's yeah, I'm saying. It's like John Waters is like, who's directing this? John Waters here? Like, yeah, it's
4: it, like she would have been like a drag queen in a John yeah. Waters movie, just like, oh, yes, that's exactly the way it is.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, the thing is, when you first see this seen the size of the hand that comes up to touch the face you're like oh my lord like it, you feel like it's someone else's hand like literally like they have like a human being and then like a giant with this hand this a,
4: like like the man hands in that seinfeld episode yeah. like take yes. it apart yeah. the man hands. and
2: hands
1: yes man hands nearly ripped my arm out of a socket
2: <laughs> yes. okay now as bizarre as the aunt is how the fuck is James Earl Jones' dad in this movie?
1: Yes, Robert Earl Jones a beloved you know uh, he, he looks like he could fight. be James
4: Earl Jones's dad. I did not know that's who that was yeah
1: I mean this, he, wow. I mean Jones I mean he he was a he, he, he was he worked with Langston Hughes. I mean he's connected to the Harlem Renaissance but he was in he was in trading places. you know what he you is know? he's the force itself.
4: Because he's Darth Vader's dad.
1: Whoa. <laughs> think about that for a second. under that, nerds. Perhaps he was... I think he may have even been conceived by the Miniforians. Um, oh, and, yes. And just to continue with the uh, uh, with the, the vault theme, he also was in Maniac Cop 2. So oh. you know, Everybody yeah. loves Maniac, Maniac Cop 2. Yes, I don't know what the hell is why he's in this. Because he, he's like the one that does like... Even approaching, like, decent person on the staff that's not, um, not Ronnie.
2: Ronnie's I mean, awesome,
1: Ronnie, Ronnie's a good dude, but uh, Ben is like, he's sort of a good guy, but at the same time, he's not because he works with Artie, the cook. Oh, and Artie, and, and Artie said the line, Artie said the line that Hero said when all the kids are showing up at camp and he's looking at them, licking his lips. Oh, he's my a child, it's
4: the one of the first scenes is a child molester standing is all the kids run by him and he's just like eyeballing all of them and just like yeah the most just mustache twirling leering of, yeah. and yeah okay. and I okay. guess that actor was the nicest guy in the world <laughs> but he okay. was I'm, really I'm good at being creepy boy that's right. for sure yeah I he's, got ask that he's got that big little boy look too you yep. know with the, yeah. that they had with that like that haircut that's like a little kid's bowl cut in a in a large grown man ba- baby
2: Huey with a goatee basically.
4: yes yes exactly it's super creepy what were you going to say jay
3: my my question is this right before we even get to that part why are they all sprinting like they are sprinting like they are running for their lives like like they are running like the like Jews They're trying to get away from
4: the, trial not, no, right this... the child molester. I can tell you that right now.
3: This towards the child molester. They are sprinting off those buses. Like seriously, I was like, why are they all running? And one kid bites it. And then yeah, get off your fucking ass. Let's keep going. No. Like you know, it's like I this... just never understood that. <laughs>
4: this camp was almost like the thing about this movie was the way this sleepaway camp was. I mean, I think maybe that's just a all sleepaway camps are like that. But it was like laid out, it, it, the swimming, everything about it reminded me of when I when I would go to camp. Yep. And one thing they would do to you is they would run you everywhere. They would The counselors would be like, come on, double time and like running you everywhere because they were trying to tire you out. So by like nine o'clock, you were conked out so they could go drink and have sex and get murdered by Jason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically yeah.
3: Were not supposed to be watching guys. my boy.
1: Well, the thing, I mean, and the thing is, is that this the '80s is so incredibly oh powerful. My God. Here, Ronnie's yes. shorts. <laughs> oh, I've yeah. seen shorter hot pants at Hooters, and so you know he what? makes some work. God bless oh, him. Long, he makes them work, you've man. Seen longer
3: hot pants at, longer hot at Hooters. Longer hot pants.
1: I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm mixed up and backwards here. I've seen longer hot pants his, at Hooters. His but his
2: biceps are like thighs, and his thighs are like tree trunks.
1: Yeah, uh, what, <laughs> but, and, they, is, and they.
2: What, and they are not trying to hide that fucking package he's got either. Cause oh, that's like, how it works, and that's
4: how everybody dressed in those days. It's got the socks. It's got the feathered hair. It's got the whole nine yards. That part of it is, like, super... It's even more effective than what was the one with Costanza, with the burning. This yeah, one has
1: burning? real little... Oh they,
4: they shipped yeah. in real little kids for this, so oh, it had... Yeah. A, I mean, that, it,
1: that's, oh. I mean that, that's the thing that, I mean, okay... You know, you can say just about any slasher movie is exploitative to a to a degree, right? Friday the Thirteenth certainly can be considered an exploitation film from certain uh, from a certain point of view. If we're keeping the Star Wars thing going, from a certain point of view, what the fuck, Obi Wan? But anyway. Uh, the but this one that is that's what this movie's notorious for, is that and this is the only one in the series until you get to return to Sleepaway Camp that's really like this, where it's 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 teens and adolescents playing the adolescent characters. And so you've got all these you've got these horrible things going on and it and it's it's not adults playing teens. It's no. teens playing teens. And that always made this movie stand out as being just, just way out there as far as compared to some of its brethren you know with some of the like i think a slaughter high with the you know the oldest teenagers known to man at the beginning of that movie. yes you know? but, but uh, yeah
4: there's none of that in this it, no. it, and the and i mean the, the acting is almost universally like either bad or over the top i think the director was definitely directing them a little over the top so you know you get that i i think this movie is like this perfect confluence of like really good things and really bad things together and as in quality good quality and bad quality like the director i've seen a bunch of interviews with him and watching this a second time and knowing the twist and watching it with the twist in mind through the whole story you know i was like oh there's way more go the second time i watch this i'm like I see why this movie's like survived so long. The ending is is definitely something that hooks people, but that's just one thing, you know. That's just that could just be sort of a side note, but this movie's got like, you know, people are still interested to, in it to this day, and I think that like it almost even though he was the writer and the director i don't think it has as much to do with i don't think like a lot of the stuff that you can pull out of this like subtext and stuff was something that he even knew he was doing it just ended up being in here and the whole feel of it you know having characters that are kind of like campy john waters character the the bad girl is totally out of a you know her eyes are constantly like just like you know, slits and uh, she's just always on 11 and sl- super slimy, like cartoonish
2: yeah. Ju- Judy yep. and Megger, are <laughs> yeah. real, real bad. Oh, right.
4: Right. It's well, like something out of a John Waters movie. Here, just here's like. the, here's the fucked up thing
2: I realized watching it this time. There's a version of this movie where you make a PG 13 slash R rated coming of age, feel good yes. story about a girl at a summer camp who finds her voice and finds a boyfriend.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, in oh the, my in god, the ca- dude! Yeah, hold on basically a second, meatballs. You well, hold, they... yeah, except yeah, well, it's, it's, well, not meatballs too, at least, but not without the no, aliens. No, no,
4: no aliens,
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, meathead? okay, meathead. Um, so, hero, I'm why. Li- okay, let's let's go back in time to and go back to Clemson, South Carolina. I'm watching this movie. Okay, my my then girlfriend now wife and I we share this little uh, apartment with. Uh, her friend Christy, okay, and Christy and her Christy's sister is also visiting. Christy and her sister are huge camp counselor people, right? Oh boy! Like that's their whole deal. That's their like that was their whole identity, right? Was camp. And so I'm watching this movie. and They had made this mistake before. They knew I was watching a horror movie. But anyway, they come in and they say, <laughs> Luke. What movie is this? What movie do you rent? What are you watching? Go, oh, it's called Sleepaway Camp. Like, oh, a movie about camp. Oh, yes. Boy. We want to watch this. So they sit down, they start watching it. And they're getting drawn into the story. Oh, they're, they're so mean to this Angela girl. She's just shy. They got to leave her alone. And then, you know, somebody drops a beehive on the dude taking a shit.
2: And they're <laughs> like, oh, self. my
3: God, what is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, like, by beehive. that point, I mean, we've already had some other bad stuff happen. No, but they, didn't, they didn't start watching at the beginning. They came
1: in. Oh, they weren't. They didn't get like the stuff at the beginning and all that. So they came in midway through. But once that happens, once the dude gets killed with, with the beehive, they watched the whole thing right through the ending. And let me tell you, they didn't see it coming. They did not <laughs> see the ending coming. And it was like this is. I'm like this is the most pure reaction ever. Oh, you know, that's awesome. I people, like, have no concept of what's about to happen.
3: <laughs> well, it's like this I must what it was
1: like in theaters in '83. You know. Yeah. Right.
3: Well, the thing is, when we saw that, because I'd never seen this before, and you brought it home. Um, and we watched the we must watch the DVD. Yeah, we, uh, watched we were the watching DVD. it. Yeah, we were watching the DVD with John. Well, I'm, maybe it's my DVD then. Um, we watched it was with John's DVD. Yeah. yeah, it might have been mine out of the really cool case. Uh, but it was John was over and Kelly was there, of course, because Kelly, you know, and she sleeps through most things. Um, the end of this movie, we got a pretty good reaction of Kelly. What the fuck? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> like literally, what my my now wife yelled. What the fuck was her reaction? So coming because Kelly kind of does like this is before cell phones and stuff like that were huge. Like she kind of was paying attention, kind of sleeping, kind of not. You know, same thing happened with Suspiria where she literally slept through the entire movie, woke up to the little uh, robot guy and the teeth smashing, goes what the fuck, and went back oh. to sleep. Yeah, deep or, red. Yeah, or deep red. Sorry, I didn't say Suspiria. Uh, deep red or Phantasm when she literally sees the thing go into the guy's head. Kills him, Goes. What the fuck are we watching? And goes back to sleep. Like that is my entire. Like that pretty much sums up every horror movie ever. Kelly's. What the fuck? You know, kind of thing. So, and this movie definitely has a what the fuck. A lot of it in is there. Is this uh, is this
2: is this the first case of? Obviously, watch the movie before you listen to this. Is this the first case of the surprise penis meme?
4: Literally.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so. Oh, it's okay. pre-crying game for sure. Yeah. yeah. Definitely okay. pre-crying. I mean, we, game. We've already said this here, so let's see. So. Um, Again, yeah, obviously, if you've never seen the movie, you just we just knew now you know the twist. What's that twist? What the twist? Um, uh, so at the end there, the the uh, I mean, obviously when it's a close up on Felicia Rose, um, who was paid five thousand dollars for this role. That's what she was paid, folks. Um, she it's just a close up on her. You can see her face. But when they show the close up and you actually see the penis, they had to go to a local college and find an eighteen year old uh, man who had no very little to no body hair, which was hard to do.
4: They um, shaved they got- him.
3: Yeah. Well, no. he had a, the thing is, well, maybe they did shave down what they had to, but he was really, really skinny and sl- he had to look like a girl uh, as much as possible, like you know, being so slight. And it's a mask on. That's why when, when it goes to her, you can kind of see her moving a little like, you know, not trying to blink. But when it cuts back to the guy, it's completely static, you know, kind of thing. So, um, again, they're like, how do we get around this? You literally can't just have a, like a naked kid, you know, kind of thing. You can't no, have like anyone under age 18. That. We're not making that kind of
4: film. Well, I guess no, they guys. built a prosthetic at one point, and then they decided, yeah, we're not going to put a strap on on this 13-year-old girl <laughs> right. for the movie. We're yeah, pushing, no. we're pushing yeah. the boundaries, but we're not going to push it that much. Right. And um, yeah. So they, I guess, I guess the 18-year-old kid, they should, they, they made him shave, and then they uh. And then he was drinking beers before he did it, so he was really drunk when he when it was it was kind of a grueling shot, I guess. Fuck, they should have got me.
2: I would have done it for a ham sandwich for twenty seven dollars. Well, I guess they
4: they had. I saw an interview with the woman who played Angela, and she was was like she was like on the set. It was it was kind of it was kind except for the kid was like kind of like getting drunk. She said there was a, you know, it was kind of a humorous, you know, everybody got along really well on the set. So it was kind of a good natured set. But she's like, but like she could tell that this was supposed to be the big kicker of a scene. So like they're trying to get the intensity out of this kid. But I guess he I guess he was crying at one point before they did it. But all he really had to do is just stand there. Basically, all he was was being a stunt penis.
1: Stunt penis? Yeah. Yeah. But but that, that I mean ending. that besides, we all
4: I know we all feel that we've missed our calling with that yes. job.
1: <laughs> Stunt penis job. Yeah. And here's
4: this yeah. kid living the dream at eighteen.
1: Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't even appreciate it. Yeah. Well the thing about the thing with that ending though is that besides obviously the twist that Angela is Peter and that Peter Peter Peter, Peter. is that Peter. is that Angela died in the this was no shark, this was a boating accident <laughs> at the <laughs> beginning sure. of the film. And, um, and that, and that, so Aunt Martha says, well, we, we already have a boy. It just wouldn't do to have another boy. And then. No, simply wouldn't do.
4: No, it wouldn't.
1: And then, and then that's when the shit hits the fan because you realize that and Chris Honeywell and I were talking about this back in the green room before we started recording. Is that so, sometimes I see this movie being said? Well, this movie is anti-trans. It's like, no, this movie is anti-lunatics raising children. Yes, yeah. because yeah. <laughs> because there was no no the Peter is not a trans. Peter is Angela because Aunt Martha made him become Angela and okay. raised him that way you when keep he was Connor, after
3: Aunt Martha. It's yeah. fucking Lenny.
1: I can't, yeah. yeah, it's that's, a it's a it's a perfect confluence. <laughs> well, no, likes. but I mean, but but I mean, okay, but you know, but it's like she she's the one that did this, so yes. it, it she she's the one that that caused that this uh, to, um air quotes up to the mic Angela and in the I said in unhappy campers uh, we found out that Angela goes the full Monty so to speak and actually does get the surgery. Well, but, they get they get really they get really complicated with it because they like. Uh,
4: orphan yeah. father was 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 gay and the that he and his sister had peeked in on it and yeah. also that he and his sister seemed like they were sort of fluidly able to uh, identify with each other then you have aunt dressing him up as a girl and this was all like watching it a second time after you know the twist yeah. I, and but after seeing a lot of interviews with the director, I don't think he really is the kind of guy who put this much subtext into no. it. And if he no, did, no. would have been talking about it still in right. his interviews. But like watching it a second time. So you have this kid who's, you know, grown up. He's switched places already mentally with his sister. And then his aunt physically makes him a girl. But he's just hitting puberty and he's starting like guys are starting to show interest in him. Yeah. And he doesn't know what to do, and like you know, now a guy's kissing him and stuff, and like it's awakening all sorts. So it's it's a very heady thing, but in the same time, it's also presented in this sort of John Waters, literally camp sort of style. It's in, like this, but this it,
1: yeah it's this high affect appro- right approach but at to the it. same yeah.
4: time it's like in a, the very realistic like this guy the director found the the summer camp he used to go to so, and he'd written it all about like his memories of summer camp so there was the camp all laid out the way he'd imagined it wrote it and experienced it as a kid so it had a very real and they just and they shipped in kids and basically, we're camping out there and filming them. Mo- so it was movie camp. So yeah, the kids were yeah, all doing this sort of thing. And you have this whole, all these brews coming. And then you have that realistic kids aspect of it, it like a real camp going on. And then you have these really over the top actors. But then you start putting in the modern ideas about, about trans and LGBTQ into it. Yeah. Is this good or is it bad? It's fat. it's there's tons of stuff in there and it's like it's being presented almost like the ant is almost like a drag queen. Almost all the the women in this that are almost all the women in this that have speaking roles could be act like drag queens. You know, the the director definitely hyped them up and made them hyper, you know, super bitch when they're bitchy. They're not just bitchy. They're a (laughs) caricature of bitchy
1: yeah, yeah. You know? they're they're, and, they're definitely 80s bitchy for sure
4: yes yes that sullen-eyed yeah <laughs> just just like slinky whole slinky body just like i will destroy you bitch yeah and and uh
1: kind of like high school in that respect yeah. oh i went to an all
4: guys high school
1: there's that? a lot to watch
4: in this movie on that level yeah. and it's a much and the first time I saw it was such a bad print and now there's such a much better print yeah. on <laughs> well, YouTube.
1: Well two, well, two two things. The cinematography two, is pretty good in this. Yeah, yeah. In the movie it, I mean, it shot well again for and the effects hold up really well for the most part in this movie. But yeah. two things. One, you you talked about whether Robert Hitzick what you no know, what level was he writing this at? And you know it's funny because there there's a line there's a couple of lines of dialogue in the scene with Aunt Martha yeah. which if you if you I missed them the first couple of times I watched it only after reading something and reading an article about the a, a different theory for this film the two killer theory of this film did these lines jump out at me okay so aunt martha ties a ribbon around her finger to remember that the children need their physicals before they go to camp and as a doctor She performed the physicals and they must never say that Martha performed the physical. And um, and so that gives it
4: away. If you know, right. I remember noticing that the second time through, I'm like, well, that gives away the whole thing right Right. at the beginning. If you know.
1: Yeah. But Ricky says, I'll die before I tell them. So Ricky knows at that point, you know, that Ricky knows that Angela is not is air quotes up to the mic. Angela at that point. So. That sets up this idea that that maybe that that, that, that that's this, this theory that goes on about this film that Ricky and Angela might both be the killer. That, right. That, well, that's that what I like about this. Happen. Yeah. Well, the mis- this... the mystery is there, and they do swerve it where you know um, where where Angela is standing outside the cabin, and this is yeah. in this is in the trailer, and it's great. I l- love this bit with the hand the hand reaching into the frame from behind where we see it's from Paul's POV, but we don't know it's Paul and he grabs Angela on the shoulder and she wheels around towards the camera. This is a great bit of physical acting and it's a wonderful spot in the trailer. But so there we're already casting doubt on Angela and we they, you know, there Ricky seems too obvious, but now we're casting us that maybe it isn't Angela. Maybe it is Ricky. Well, that's, but again, so, but if Ricky knows, what does that mean? Does, how much does he know? Well, they, you
4: know? they used Ricky, his hands and because the mother didn't want the 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 mother of the actress didn't want her yes. in the scene doing the murders with her you know as an actress so they had the kid who played Ricky do all the murders yes and the and then once they put a wig on him for when he was in the a silhouette and the yes doorway that, and that,
1: stuff that was so, the other one well that was the other one I was gonna bring up that was the second point is that that scene is I think, It's hurt on the DVD because on the DVD it's so clear. Yeah, you can see it's him on the V. Go find a VHS copy of this or a VHS rip, and you can't tell. It looks, it could, because you can't. There's enough, not enough detail in the face on the the resolution of the VHS that it looks like this androgynous thing that you don't know. Is that a boy? Is it a girl? Is it is it a monster of some kind? You can't tell what it is. It has a vaguely boyish silhouette but then it has the long hair like angela so you don't know what it is and it actually works much better that way the dvd is too clear in this sense well so i I, I wish they could have you know smudged that up a little bit for the dvd release i
4: i like that they didn't waste a lot of time like a lot of these movies would have wasted a lot of time setting up pretty much almost everybody potentially for being the killer in this yeah. and it did it doesn't really it, it just sets up for 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 him to be the killer or angela basically you you you're pretty much sure it's a kid you know it's a kid because it in the first killing with the cook
3: he oh, says yes. something
4: about like hey kid you know yeah blah 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 and so and you see a kid's hand so you know it's a kid and you figure it's not gonna you know i mean that they don't waste all this time like with super a lot of red herrings they just sort of go along for and i like that he'll they they waste a good like what like eight minutes on like a baseball game yeah a softball (laughs) game that like is very realistic realistic man and like this movie isn't very gory, but they got their well, they obviously got their R rating at the end and with the yeah. language. This has that bad news bears yes. awesomeness yeah. of of that time period with kids using, you know, peckerhead yeah. cocksucker like crazy Cocksucker the, you know, like yeah. Anthony's calling hey, everybody. Comes up over and and over again. Well, you know, you I mean? cocksucker, yeah. you fucking cocksucker. Which adds but that's <laughs> I love the when you yell the that you're like, it, it like another uh, It adds another layer into the whole LGBT. Yeah, you know, this would be a great double feature. Oh my God, with with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yep. The accidental Another gay subtext that, Yeah, the, again, the most accidentally gay movie
4: quote of all un, time. Quote-unquote accidental gay subtext. Yeah. Well,
3: you know what, Jay? I
1: think it's funny that when you yell cocksucker, you sound like uh, Roddy Piper. I don't know why that amuses me. Cocksucker! <laughs> oh, yeah! you want to call that me, cocksucker! Oh, yeah! But uh, <laughs> it ain't how many times you get knocked down. Well, but, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's, it, it 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 sticks to... But that's the thing. The, the R rating... The the effects in this movie again for a movie made on three hundred and fifty thousand dollars the kill effects are really good. You talk yeah. about so Artie and I'll set it up. I'll, does this clip need any setup? I'll set it up for the for the for the listening audience. So Artie is cooking corn in roughly a stockpot the size of Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. It's about the size. Of you could put
4: pot. a body in it literally. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so that. Check yes, out
4: boiling water yeah. pot.
1: <laughs> he's got a, so he's got all this boiling water with all the corn in it. And he's got to stand on the chair to mix it with like a small rowboat, or and somebody <laughs> comes in, the killer comes in POV, grabs the chair and yanks, and so he he is fallen and he's holding onto the stockpot, and so they knock the chair out and he falls and the giant stockpot with all the boiling water f- falls all over him and burns his entire like you see his face and his hands and they're covered in third degree burns. And there's like pus and little pits of it are bubbling and shit. And it's like, yeah. dude, that's crazy for the money this movie was made on. That is insane. But it's like, you don't feel bad because it's like, dude, just tried to molest Angela like a scene ago. He's, like, he literally was un- unbuckling
4: his again. pants in the walk-in. And right, like just just sunk. the first yeah. the first scene, you're like, this guy's gonna die horribly because he's yeah he's a hateful child molester and you're like oh my god the cook you know he's that just was, like a serial is, predator
1: just for reference that is 17 minutes into this movie
3: yeah so uh so okay so and then the the, the cook gets burned and they, the paramedics come carry him out this is how they keep the budget down which i was kidding those are the real paramedics from the town they were in yeah right I mean, but literally, they just said, "Hey, do you have an ambulance? Hey, why don't you send the paramedics over?" Okay. Yeah,
4: they were in like, Glens Falls, New York. Everybody's yeah. excited to help out when a movie comes. Sure. out. I remember when um, uh, see no e- was it see no evil? When the, the uh, movie, yeah. the, the movie it was it was actually shot here in Rochester at a high school in Rochester and at the Thousand Islands. And when it came to the Thousand Islands. You know, it was as if Hollywood had just shown up. Everybody, everybody was rushing out. You know, we need extras of townspeople to look like zombies walking across a field. And everybody was like, you know, it was the, the hottest gig in town. I'm sure in <laughs> Gl- the Glens Falls police department was just like, hell yeah, I'll be in a movie. I'll
1: get yeah. my mustache waxed up. I'm ready to go. Well, yeah. it's only real at the
0: beginning. Yes.
1: <laughs> but, uh. But between like I said, between that and the other thing that, that earns at the R rating in a you know, for the violent aspect is that it, it is kids getting killed. So here, yeah. right up your alley with this. I yep. mean Kenny gets kids gets, gets killed in under the, the canoe and uh, so the like I said, the guy gets the gets, gets stabbed or not stabbed, gets, gets stung to death by the bees while taking a dump. Two you real know? little
4: kids just get shredded at some four, point. Four, four kids get four shredded. That's so,
1: that, that's a scene that is greatly improved on the DVD because on the VHS you can't. It's just lumpy sleeping bags. You can't see yes. anything. You don't have no idea what's going on. Yeah, uh, the, the the kids for throwing just for throwing sand on her basically. Yeah. I mean that that's the other thing that that's the other one that supports the uh, two killer theory is like how does she have time to get out there and back, you know, and and do that in time for when the guy leaves. Yeah. You know, unless she's already out there, so it's or or is Ricky out there? So that's what it. It it raises all these questions that I'm sure were not intended. But well, she now... right. That's the
4: thing is, there's a lot of stuff that he didn't intend maybe that it seems like that just seemed to work out great in the yeah. long term. And there's that line where they bump into each other and she's like, "Aren't you afraid that the killer's gonna get you?" Yeah, and and that might be because she was seeing that she was killing some people, but some people were dying that she didn't have anything right.
1: to do with, it or something. Yeah, and the but, the final the final fate of Meg and especially Judy, you talk about like '80s alpha bitch. Yeah, they both get alpha bitch deaths, you know. Yes. <laughs> and uh, let's yes.
4: talk about the creep factor of the one counselor having the hots for the for the oh, old God. guy. Oh God. For so, yeah. Well, that guy has no moral fiber. You see that scene where all the kids are fighting and he's just like standing there like whatever. I'm <laughs> smoking my cigar and off I go. Yep. You know, there was uh, everybody, all the counselors and the head of the camp. I'll just sit there and watch a pile of people fight.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my note for that is actually Mel and Meg. Ugh. <laughs>
4: and, the, and the outfit that he gets all dressed up in for is is hilar- it's hilarious if it it's wasn't Mr. So Roper. So yes, yes. It's, that's totally Mr. Roper.
3: It's a members only jacket. He's the last member. Trust yeah. me. So, But <laughs> well, I like how he's this.
4: kind of pimped because he's not like the normal child molester that's just like sort of like, hey, she's the one she's the one hooking him up. And he's just like sort of like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah hey. Okay. It's
1: like hey, it's it's the eighties. I'll go. But what
4: I like about that this thing is okay. It starts doing a little bit of Jaws thing where you know we got to keep these murders quiet. But then to the when it gets to the point where it's just openly somebody slaughtering the campers, and they're like oh my god, everybody's slaughtering the campers. Then everybody forgets about it, and it's like hey, take everybody out camping, and we'll you know that that's when it starts going business as usual, and it's just like. Oh, I guess they're just dropping that plot element anyway. Well, they,
1: well, yeah, they say, oh, there's there's so few people left, they put them all in a big game of Capture the Flag. <laughs> you know, it's like, you've got... You, you literally have to say that we have so few campers left because someone has been killing them. Yeah, and they're so <laughs> loosely organize organized that the, the two flag. potential...
4: And they're so loosely organized that the two potential killers are walking through the woods unsupervised yeah. together, just sort of like... <laughs> Planning a capture, capture. They could be planning a murder, but they're plan- At least they're lucky. They're just planning a capture. The flag maneuver.
1: Yes, and well, it's all of, okay. you know, and and of course it's a, a little plot plot contrivance. The two bed, the two. My two favorite words in the English language, to see Angela to run into Paul and uh, Judy making out. Yeah, you know, but and then uh, Ricky is
3: there and he says whatever, yeah. and she goes, "Fuck you!" You know, thing. He gives it a finger. Right, the whole movie's like, well, but I think, okay, and I, we kind of missed it here, and I just want to make sure we mention it. Um, Ricky's hat.
1: Yes. Um,
3: what the fuck? <laughs> oh, <laughs> why not? Like, nobody like, literally, I think he's smuggling in, like, you know, like, uh, several pineapples. I don't understand, like, no, what is no, with no. That See, what,
1: what he's doing is he just got back from his gig where he was shaking down small border towns for protection money. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, Joel, Joel Brenner and Steve McQueen are going to be riding in in the third act to save I'm the day. I'm
3: saying he's going to fit the horse in the hat too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, uh, the,
4: apparently, the apparently, the director. I saw an interview with the actor who played Ricky, and he said the director insisted that he wear that hat. Yeah. And because I think the director wanted the scene where he knocks the hat off him. <laughs> yeah. But then, but he's also he's also the the cowboy. He's going in to save the. Save the girl from the desperados.
3: Yeah. Well, oh, I get all that, but I'm saying, but like, it's like, it, re- the only thing. It'd be worse if it was comically small.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but
3: that's, <laughs> that's
4: what somebody would wear to what to to yeah. like socialize at the at the at the <sighs> camp, you know? They'll yeah. wear my just cowboy see, hat. I'm just picturing i picturing like could, Kurt like, Angle
1: walking in there with the tiny. Yes, cowboy it's hat. like a
3: little tiny cowboy hat, or that hat is so big. Like, there's it's not like a cowboy. Like, okay, let's look, look. You know, like like Jason Aldean kind of cowboy hat. Like he's literally wearing like Yosemite Sam's fucking cowboy hat right on top of his head. Well, or
1: he, is a, well he, he is in fact the rootinus tootinus shootinus. <laughs> he is, he is the
4: Fonz. He is the Fonz of the, of the camp because camp Aralek, he also does yeah. the thing where he goes back and he's like, Hey, I want to get some food. Lunch was crap. And then the counselor's like, you can't go in there. It's done. Well, yeah, lunch was dinner was, was crap. So you might you as were... well go in and get some food. And he literally walks in, the lights turn off, and he would turn and it's like he turns around, he walks out, he's got, like, four candy bars in his hands, you know, like, so he just went in and whacked no the machine the and it dropped out.
3: Much. Right. There's no way in the world he could, because it's all sold at the can, you can see it all on the counter, right? Uh,
4: now you that I break, bring up the funds, I think this, this was, like, they cast all the, they found all the, like, Low rent Tony Danzas in the New York City area <laughs> for, well, of I'm all ages from from adults oh, and, no. and they're all running around yelling Angela too. Yeah, I know. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> There's all these little kid, the, these little Tony Danzas with feathered hair running around yelling Angela, and I was wondering if it was an in joke or just yeah. working well, out that maybe it was just the, the the its proximity to New York City that like there was definite <laughs> definitely that casting was near new york city there's you no think? doubt about that it was it, it reminded me of uh the like the bronx warriors or something everybody looked like tony danza and, and ace freely and... oh,
2: it, it was brutal every time somebody opened their mouth and this, all i could think of was paul spataro It's just like yeah. oh my god or
4: like paul stanley you know uh what do you think oh, of that man. star child
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i just I, I have to bring this up otherwise i'll forget it uh ronnie the nice camp counselor who's jacked through the roof yeah. um uh, he is a roided up version of steve perry from journey yeah.
1: just yes. <laughs> right. subdivisions man in the high school halls you know in the shopping malls conformer be cast out well That's he's definitely think. his nose
4: is definitely half getty lee and half steve perry it's crazy <laughs>
1: Oh, I
0: did
4: send a message in the chat regarding him as well. So yeah, I saw we saw we just did oh, it. sons of
2: bitches!
1: You can't miss it. It's like you good can't gracious. miss Ronnie's package. No, especially in the on the DVD now. It's apparently, especially so. You can, you, it's like it's it's like calligraphy. You can yeah. read it. So that's a that's
4: a band name right there, Ronnie's Package.
1: Ronnie's Package featuring calligraphy. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, Jay, uh, I I, I made a note on this that I thought of with you when, uh, when Paul and Angela start um, making it out on the beach, it's like, Oh great. Now we're in from here to eternity. Yes,
3: (laughs) I love from here to eternity.
4: Yeah. From here to eternity meets a crying game.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I I love that movie.
4: Well, the Uh,
2: best part is that that's that's, the severed head has a huge smile on it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got to go, Oh, well, again, this this goes back to... I had this conversation earlier today. I don't understand how male strippers make any money. You tell a guy, get naked. He's not going to say, well, I need money for it. are like, yeah, okay, because he thinks he's going to lead to sex. She's like, let's go swing. We don't have our suits. Get naked. All right! Like, he literally... He, it would have been even better if he literally just ripped the shirt off. Like, literally, like, Incredible Hulk the fucking shirt.
1: Or like the breakaway <laughs> warmups in the oh, NBA. Like, oh, NBA. now oh, yeah. he's
3: like, snap them off. You know, kind of thing. you would have a little thong on it. Let's go. I'm getting... Naked, you know, well, again, this
1: you know. Once again, the movie by not showing us stuff, you know, it yeah. creates a subtext that may not be there. What happened? Did did they go skinny dipping? And he saw that Angela was Peter and Paul. Peter and Paul. That's a little weird. Um, <laughs> re, you're robbing. You're literally robbing Peter to pay Paul here at this point. <laughs> literally, you can't eliminate the middleman. It's all about the middleman. Oh, and the,
2: what's another euphemism for penis? A Peter.
1: Peter. Exactly. Brilliant. Right there, all there. Word of God, man. Well, then
4: there's the other skinny dipping scene with the with the older counselors. where all the where which has more homosexual con subtext because all the guys are like, guys can't wait to get naked. They, They get naked. They all go in at once. And you see all the girls just sort of standing there, looking at each other, going like all right, are we going to go along with this or not? Yeah, and no, they're like, funny. look, the guys are, uh, they're all having just fun
1: on their own, whatever. Well, again, <laughs> it was it was the 80s, you know, you could do that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the funny but, thing is on the, on the VHS, there's a shot of all the boys running down the dock and you see all their butts. Yeah, that yes. is not in the DVD for whatever reason. That one no, it's shot. On, it's on the Amazon Prime version. Yes, it's on certain versions. The early certain prints of the DVD don't have that shot. It was not it was not removed for a content reason. I think it was, was something wrong with the master or something for it. So they that so it's it's in certain copies, but not in others. I mean, it's it's literally like about two seconds of film, right. They're just right, them right. running with their hanging out. so it's not well, one it guy doesn't really.
3: shorts almost falls. That's the best. Yeah. He almost bites it. And yeah. then you know he like falling, like, oh, I broke my penis, you know
1: kind of, but 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 with but with <laughs> peter, but with but with Paul and Angela, Angela, now, I know you got me doing it with uh, with, <laughs> with Paul and Angela. <laughs> okay. So let you know so again it, it begs the question what happened? Did did they get did they get undressed to go into the water and then Paul react poorly to seeing yes. Angela undressed when was Angela expecting yes. you know, saying, yeah but was Angela expecting Paul to to uh to still love her even though she had, you know, male parts? Was yeah, was that I'm what she was yes. expecting? And then and then that that is that what drives Angela to kill Paul, the only one who's shown her any kindness. Other than, you know, of the kids anyway, uh, you know, is is that what brings that along, you know, or is it or, or was it a trap? Was she always planning to kill Paul for Angela's own reasons, for reasons we're not privy to? You know? Well, I
4: think she was planning on killing him once he cheated with her nemesis. That's what uh, I'm saying. That's
1: I it.
4: think that was that was uh, when he crossed Dang. the line, and after that, she was just like, okay. And then she gave him a, almost another chance, but then she realized he was just going for he was going to, he was just like, all right, next, getting under the shirt. You know, she she figured it was you know. So I think she judged him as being a phony romantic and Ugh. he was he well, was doomed
1: yeah, after do you, he but, cheated. But you see the fact that we can have this discussion belies the the quality advertent or otherwise of this story because it raises a lot of questions that we don't get answers for so it it, it lends itself well to this type of discussion well which I, is what i really liked about it it i mean a lot of this movie is is you know exists on, on on a certain surface level but there is more that you can be gleaned out of this especially again given the change in the environment and the the change in you know, uh, the way that that gender is is generally depicted between 1983 and 2019. There's still stuff that you can green out of this film, you know, 30, 37 years later, 35 years later. You know, well, I'm I'm
4: always fascinated with movies where they hit this stuff inadvertently. And I totally yeah get this. Uh, everything that I've seen from the director, he seems like the kind of guy he's going to he's going to milk sleepaway camp for, for what it's worth. But at the same time, he doesn't seem very deep about, you know, he was like, you know, a horror movie would make a lot of money. I like, you know, I had this idea about a camp, you know, doing a camp and, you know, the general, and, and it needs a twist at the end. So all that stuff, uh, a horror director would come up with. And then all the meaning that it's gleaned, uh, that's come out of it over the years, like, he could have totally Tommy was soda and been like, oh yeah, I met all this, yeah. this, this, you know, gay subtext and stuff. And I mean, there's an amount of it that he did mean because obviously he's writing gay, gay dad, you know, two dads story right. in it and stuff. But it's, but it's almost more in that horror movie like Psycho twist of where it's just like pop psychology mm-hmm. thing, but that a lot of the subtext that comes out of it, I think is a subtext just like in, in, I think it was more meant in, in nightmare on Elm street too, but that came out of just sort of the 80, the way like guys treated, acted around each other in the eighties and stuff seems, uh, has a lot more like gay subtext to it yeah. and stuff. Plus they're all wearing nut huggers and shit.
1: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, uh, you you you're right. You see this a lot. It's this this kind of where, where by applying a modern sense of that type. It of, makes the uh, movie content. better. <laughs> you know, it, well, in, th- in this case, it does. It does. A lot of yeah, times that's... a lot of times it's, it's done where it to me, it's a reach, you know, yeah. where where I'm told that this property is all about homosexuality and this yeah, property. Yeah, yeah. Is. It's like, no, it never really was. You're glomming onto that. Because you may have you may be a homosexual that identified with it. That does not mean that right. was the intent right. of the creative it, 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 staff. Here, clearly, gender bending <laughs> was the order of the day for this yes. film. It's literally the twist ending of the film.
4: <laughs> yes, but at the same time, the a lot of the stuff you that know, the guy ended up putting I, again, in it, he didn't it, mean to you're put, right, put Some, in some
1: it. of it was clearly intended.
4: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that mixture of like. Okay, like he sort of thought it out on a surface level, but it comes out more on this level in the movie. That's what make I love movies that end up being like that. And th- and it was and seeing it from VHS to a better print of it, it's just like, "Oh, there was a you know, there's a degree of professionalism in there. The yeah. cinematographer was on point. Everything is nicely in focus and framed and lit and and done done very nicely you know there's there's an amount of craft to it yeah, and the, uh, the use yeah, of it,
1: natural light and the natural setting of the camp is also really yes. nice i mean that sells us like you said that and there's it a makes version it cheaper this. too like they,
4: oh yeah they, they, they you know with their right? limited budget they were very smart about what their limitations were and what they could do you know there's some stuff that's like comedically like there's the there's the invisible salt and there's the invisible uh, bees, you know, where where you don't see the bees till the very end because there were no bees, you know, there's no bees in that <laughs> toilet. And well, there's, there's the scene with the guy,
1: that model at the end, though, that's, you where, know,
4: where he goes to pour the salt. He's like, oh, I'm all out of salt. And he pours the salt thing and he goes to get another one and then he starts dumping it over and you see it's just the same empty salt container. and He's just <laughs> pantomiming, dumping <salt>. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that is hilarious. Yeah, but for the most part, I it was a lot more competently put together. the 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 weak point was the acting was yeah. not up to a level. But once, with but as long as it's consistent, once you get like a half hour into a movie like that, you just start, you know, you just get into the groove and just real, you know, in that world, everybody talks like that. So yeah,
1: it's, it's it's the effect of the film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, so yeah, so I think yeah, I think you can see this this there's a reason why this became a horror rack hanger on and hung out on VHS shelves, uh, shelves of uh, video stores for years and years and years because like oh man, you haven't seen this? We're renting this. You gotta see this movie. Kind of yeah, thing. and the this, ending the, is gonna fuck you up, man. You know, so <laughs>
4: this is a great starter because this is one of the more successful ones, and like a lot of the horror rack hangers on. Without mentioning any titles because they're all mysteries. What's coming up? But some of them, like, are great and were intentionally great. And that and that there's a lot that sway in between the extremes of sleepaway camp, you know, that are bad and they're still bad. Yes. That we're that we'll be getting to. This one hits that this amazing, happy medium balance between high production, low production. Like high aspirations and total
1: sleaze. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, guys. Well, I think it's time that uh, we say goodnight, campers, and uh, turn the lights out here at uh, Camp Arawak. Any final thoughts on Sleepaway Camp?
3: I I was just wondering if Titanic counts as a horror rack hanger on, because it's horrible and it hung on forever. So <laughs> N- no, because it wasn't racked on the horror side. So oh. one it one was one with might... the
2: Academy Award winners.
1: Yes.
3: Well, depending on how small your uh, thing is, it'll probably be put together. I'm just <laughs> asking because that thing hung around forever and it wouldn't die. Yeah. It was just like you know, like God damn, just it's like every useless person in the universe just hang around <laughs> forever and don't ever die. So. Yeah
4: it, it it should have been in the disaster with like the towering inferno and stuff like that but if...
3: <laughs> Well I'm saying this, could you imagine that the Swiss there and he's like she's like draw me like one of your French girls and it turns out and he has like, oh shit he got a dick. You know kind of thing that would have totally turned <laughs> Titanic.
4: Yeah. That would have been Just great. Like... 2 2 hours into Titanic and everybody in the oh, theater shit, is she's going got "Wait. A dick." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it definitely would this didn't really happen that. in the titanic oh yeah can you prove it didn't
3: yeah prove it didn't oh. happen yeah like, <laughs> that's like that's like what do you call it? that's like my my fix for the star is born the, the yes. remake of a star is born my yes. fix is so much better it's so at the end of the movie uh, and then, again if you haven't seen a star is born tough shit um you know so he's he dies because he's an asshole and like a fucking drug a drunk and everything like that right and it would have been better if he was dying. And she's like, he's like, I don't understand. Like he's dying. She goes, right? I've been poisoning you the whole time, and she fucking murdered him. Become a star, and he'd be like, what? She goes, I'm a star now. Like, and he fucking dies, and she's like, oh no, he's dead. Like that's the way I'd make that fucking movie. <laughs> oh Jay, that's not the way the movie goes. And it would definitely be way better. Cause guess what? You, you, you invest two hours plus. I mean, not like it's not like watching Hereditary bad or like Suspiria bad, but you invested all this time. You're like, and he dies. All right, And
4: great. you've launched a franchise uh, uh, too.
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a star is born. And then and the next one is star is born too. You know, whatever. And then she's like, oh, the next star is coming. It's like the kid. She's like, oh, I'm tired. And the kid's even crazier than she is. You know, yeah. batshit shit crazy. And then they're on the road. Like, like what's her face? Um... Oh, who's the, the, uh, I forgot the mother and the daughter sing together. And then the there's two daughters. the Judds. Thank you. Right. Yeah.
4: yeah Re- to think. Reboot it. Reboot it with star star eight reborn.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the, what do you call it, the sick ones? Like father or the mother daughter team and they're just killing anyone who gets in their way. Like promoters who are kind of sleazy or like those, you know, uh, the, 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 the fucking cheap ass, whatever I mean, look at that right there. Right. Yeah.
2: Really? So, well,
4: write up a treatment for a star is killed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: a star kills again. Just... <laughs> <In
4: space>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, so, but Sleepaway Camp, um, yeah. I gotta say this. If you've never seen Sleepaway Camp, and then uh, then you probably shouldn't listen to this first. Um, but, yes. uh, you know, you go in and again, I mean, cause I mean, I, you know, I don't care if I know endings of movies. I mean, I knew there was going to be a dick at the end. I knew this was but what the, the twist was, because I, you know, before I ever seen it, um, it's still really good. And actually, once you watch it, once you know what's going to happen, a lot of the other the rest of the movie makes sense, um, intentional or unintentional, or but,
4: more sense uh, at least. Yeah, yeah more sense.
3: Yeah, well, I'm saying not, not, it's not perfect, but it's you know. Um, and then but who if you are to watch really the, are you know? Yeah. If you <laughs> decide to watch the sequels, you'd be like, "What am I watching?" Like they are the weirdest things going. Um, but I got to admit, the, the last two months have produced the last two two episodes have produced. Some WTF movies, right? From oh, yeah. the Willies, which was like, "What the fuck?" Okay, like this is weird. And then I'm watching this, and I'm like, "I forgot how exploitative and yeah, how
4: grimy so, and
3: dirty so, this movie was." So from uh, the Willies
4: to the Willie.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, there we go. Segway school. Um, I kind of yeah. think so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, a good movie. This is again, it's part of, it's part of the heart, it's part of the history of slasher movies. Um, just like, you know, Friday the 13th and, you know, uh, um, Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween and all those, and all those, those you know, more successful, like Christmas. the big ones. Well, I don't think, but the big, big ones that like, kind of were like the, well, everyone yes. know like Halloween and those things. Like people may not know Sleepaway Camp, but they kind of know, oh, that's the one with this. Like they know this movie.
1: I mean, this, this movie became a joke on Robot Chicken, yes. you know? So, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, anybody who hasn't seen the poster art for it is never been in a video store, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's that's you know, that that is that is why it was up first. Yeah. Oh, man. But, Put that uh,
4: one right up front. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's a classic. I'd, I'd love to get a copy of that VHS in my collection. They they go for some decent they go for some decent money. Not not big bucks, but uh, they're obviously popular. So but uh so uh guys you know uh hey the, the social's over it's time for lights out you know i don't know what else to tell you except watch where you put your curling iron oh. and
4: if there's any mumblecore hipster filmmakers out there the here's your million dollar idea sleepaway camp reboot as a as a good-natured coming-of-age trans story
2: <laughs> it's gonna get done it's gonna happen
4: and at the end, at the end, everybody's got their head, but she's still standing by the lake with her wee wee out. But everybody's laughing and clapping. The end.
3: the end. As long as I guess, as long as uh, what's his face, Paul's not on his knees blowing her. I guess that'd be okay. Oh,
4: yeah. No, out. that's <laughs> that's the Harmony Corinne version. <laughs>
0: website at 2TrueFreaks.com 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow.
3: socket to me? <laughs>